When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sleep Suplex Retweet. Hello, everyone. You're here for the finale of this season's Saturday Draft Live, Season 17, SummerSlam Night. I hope wherever you all are, you're looking forward to watching it. And it, it looks surefire. Shape will be a great card. But more importantly than that, it is all heating up at our table for the for the fight to win the draft championship. It looks like it's a, a two-horse race going into the finale tonight, but we'll... We'll, we'll take a further look at that later on in the, in the episode. Uh, as as always, I'm joined by one of the SDL co-hosts, uh, Dave. Dave, welcome, welcome to the show. It's the finale. How you, you looking forward to SummerSlam? Yeah, big party of the summer is literally just a few hours away. It's, uh, it's Saturday. I'm excited. I've I've even went all out with my recording setup. I've got a new desk, uh, completely new audio setup. Like I've invested a lot in this grand finale and hyping up for the next season ahead because you know I think our listeners deserve the best quality possible you're an absolute patron saint Dave you know you're Mm -hmm. a great guy great guy not quite uh, since day one is ish like the goat and Scott McLeod but kind of more like the hardy boy in that you know just renovating it and just making it better (laughs) well there we go there we go as as always you know we kind of do our um our top three uh, of the week and also with how we kind of report the stats this season and the top three, we don't consider the the, the Cavsy points, I, I believe, on that. And obviously the, the, the Great American Bash just, just happened there, uh, Dave, as well. So uh, as, as we'll kind of go into it, it's very uh, NXT heavy. But uh, number three mm-hmm. this week on 11 points is none other than uh, Scott's captain, Scott's Scott's leading horse in the race for the championship here, Rhea Ripley, 11 points. Hey, 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 don't call Bobby a horse. She's, she's a beauty. <laughs> uh, the leading horse, you know, the the the, 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 the point scorer for him, you know Stop what I mean? Stop saying horse. <laughs> she's a better word. She's your mommy. I'm not saying that. <laughs> What's your yeah. thoughts anyway? 11 points this week. Uh, looking at the kind of the, the table overall without the captain say like 103 mm-hmm. points for this season the, 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 the clear top scorer for this this season what a, what a pick for Scott yeah like she's a consistent round one pick uh, you know from 
from very recent seasons, given her association with the, the Judgment Day in particular. She's also broken 100 points overall in the top 10 of the season, still maintaining an 11-point lead over her Dom Dom, who's currently on 92. But it, it was quite interesting at first because Rhea Ripley was a bit of a slow burner at the start of the season. You know, she just won the women's title at Mania. She had that a couple of throwaway feuds with Zelina Vega and Natalia. But then when they start when she started appearing across all three shows, that's when the points started racking up. And, you know, she just slowly but surely made her way up. And, you know, I think she's basically defined why she's the number one pick overall in the draft. Not just a first round pick, because everybody what clearly wants a piece of Mammy. Well, it's what's scary is obviously it's been Scott's captain throughout the season with the Camsey points applied she's got 202 points mm. which Actually, is crazy uh, we, look, we, we can go into like our, 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 our second place for the week uh, a successful title defence at the Great American Bash against Ilya Dragunov um, unfortunately did take a loss at the during, during the week when paired with, with Wesley it's none other than Carmelo Hayes for for, for Ryan it was a 13 points for uh, Carmelo Hayes this mm-hmm. uh, this this week, what's what's the thoughts on Carmelo Hayes uh, as a whole throughout the season for for Ryan? Also, we can we take a look. Carmelo Hayes has got 109 points overall. He's been the 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 main the main the main guy for Ryan throughout this season. Uh, came coming in round two as well, so they did take Bianca Belia. Round one, mm-hmm. so it's round two, and obviously he's got Zoe Stark now because of the transfer window. But uh, Carell Hayes round two hundred nine points. Is, is he is has Ryan done enough of Carmelo Hayes this year to potentially put his stock at a round one for next season? Yeah, I think Carmelo Hayes. You know, again, you know, he's been quietly working his way up ever since he arrived on NXT a few years ago, and he's basically the the purest success story that NXT has had since moving away from, you know, the likes of DIY, Undisputed Era, all these sorts of guys. And, you know, that level of scoring, you know, particularly when he gets the big title wins at takeovers, that justifies certainly at the very least a round two selection, maybe even a round one uh, at a push, depending on how many participants there are, because he was selected uh, somewhere in the middle. uh, 24th. 24th, yeah. 24th and 5th overall with 73 points. There is 100 odd with a captaincy applied. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 5th overall, 73 points. I think the, you know, and he's really closed that gap in what Orange Cassidy has done with the AEW International Championship. You know, he's he's defended the AEW International title six times on TV alone, uh, which on its own is massive. But let's not take away the fact that Carmelo Hayes has successfully defended the NXT title twice on pay-per-view and as we know pay-per-views do double points compared to tv so in a way it does close the gap to some extent but i think what assists carmelo more is that you know he has had a stint where he's appeared on uh smackdown as well a little bit a little bit of association with bobby lashley but he's he's him on nxt he's their top guy he has to be featured a lot so it's i think it was a good move for ryan to put the captaincy on him when he did and uh, our, our top scorer for the week also, another successful retention at uh, Great American Bash as well. Uh, the the current North American champion, the um, Dirty Dom himself, mm-hmm. Dominic Mysterio, par Stevens team, 92 points for the season overall, 15 points for this week. The captaincy applied uh, 
125 points because I wasn't Stevens captain to begin with. Uh, was was a round one pick. No one would have expected <clears throat> Dom to win the North American Championship at all during this season. There was, I think, it was completely out of the question for everyone. But uh-huh. one, two, three, four, five, six. Round one, but he was taken seventh. Next seventh season, overall. do you see him going in that top five? Absolutely. Well, top five, that possibly. But round one, I would definitely say so overall. Because me and Gary had him last season, but he was picked round, I want to say, I think it's round four, I think we had him. But I think we were. I think everybody was a little hesitant to pick him at first because he wasn't getting a lot of wins per se. He was more just, you know, there for appearance points, just to be a heat magnet. But now that he's got the NXT North American title, that's going to be the point where he actually has to start picking up wins, and it's very reflective of uh, Stevens' performance. You know, he was sort of sat in the middle of the table, and now he's broken into the top three uh, of the rankings as we come into the last um, last day of scoring. But I did say this on last week's show ahead of uh, Money in the Bank. Uh, Like Before Money in the Bank, he switched the captaincy to EO Sky because he was the favourite to win the briefcase, and he was right to do so. But in hindsight, if he had known that Dominic was planning to win the NXT North American title, I reckon he would have kept the captaincy on him. And if that was the case, I think Stephen would have been with a potential shot of winning this season. Of course, yeah, yeah. But I think I, I was getting mixed up the captaincy there as well. Yeah, no, no, no. You were right. You know, he originally started with Dominic, but then he switched to EO. And you, as we all know, you can only change the captaincy once. But I think if he kept it on, kept it on Dom Dom, I reckon it would have been a three horse race going into SummerSlam, or the, maybe even Stephen could potentially be first place at this point. So, in hindsight, bit of a faux pas, but you can see where his thinking was uh, when it came to Money in the Bank. So yeah, we'll, we'll we'll take a look at the kind of overall table. We we'll see where the where all the players lie going into the final uh, week, of, final day of scoring going into SummerSlam. Obviously, Collision is tonight as well, but I'm, I'm not sure if anything happening in Collision will drastically affect the the scoring tonight. But uh, in that last spot, as he's done for most of the season, Ross McLeod uh, with homosexual chocolate and 125 and a half points, and the Mitchell above him. With I hope I don't blow like shaming Anne's knee. Uh, certainly blown. Massively blown. Cer- certainly blown. Above him, twenty-five points ahead. Is Graham McRobbie with the Great Ocana Appreciation Society? Then a huge job to yourself, Dave, for two hundred thirteen mm-hmm. and a half points. The West End Country Club broke the two hundred point barrier. I'm happy. But myself, just above you in two hundred seventeen, with the three times Kings are drafting, and uh, with Tom Brock just ahead of the Dutch government officials, two hundred nineteen points. The the, the, the ever present team viscera of Gary Kernahan has got two hundred twenty-eight points, with uh, Ross Brady, the big Ross man, at two hundred thirty-four. Ryan Dugleish, with a lean mean tangerine machine, has got two hundred forty-seven points for the for the, the season. Firmly proven that I got the shit end of the stick with the. With the, 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 the transfers that went on, so so fair play. Uh, hey, at least you weren't bad as Chris, though. True, true. David Campbell with Team Go at two hundred fifty points. Then there's a big kind of gap to the top four. Uh, Matt Smith, well, uh, a bit of a fall for Grace on four sides and two hundred thirty nine points. Stephen Wilson, Ross Bowden that's underappreciated with two hundred eighty three. And then we kind of go to our kind of top two here: the Heartbreaker FC, Chris Lopez, three hundred one points. 
and Dorothy, Dorothy Mantooth's Ascent for Scott McLeod in 315. Now, before we can delve into what's going to happen tonight in terms of our league, because our league isn't as clear cut, it seems that we may already know our winner for the Listeners League tonight, Dave. Mm-hmm. Yes, so looking at the, the top five going into SummerSlam, I think we do have a clear winner in the rankings, So, but I'll explain on that what the implications of that will be in just a bit. So our top five going into SummerSlam, we have Paddy, who has broken into the top five with Rogue Traders on 344. A good score for him this week, 35 points uh, from this week alone. Fourth place, a consistent top five scorer, but has taken a bit of a tumble in the last few weeks. Gary Morris, We Are The People on 356 and a half points. Not a, not a good scoring week for him, unfortunately, you know, compared to the what some of the other guys have been scoring. Then we have third place, Jonathan Napier, flat back key bumps, 375. Second place, former winner Adam Callier with Noam Dar as my Jewish God, 379 points. The top scorer this week with 44 points total. Uh, obviously, Rhea Ripley is his team captain. Uh, you know, she's been the top scorer all season long. FTR getting the win against Better Than You Baby for the tag titles. Uh, also, um, the rest of his team, he has Cora Jade, Chris Jericho, Adam, uh, Adam Pierce, and Noam Dar. So I think that FTR title win is what carried him uh, to second place here. But uh, let me just do my quick math here. 25 points ahead of Adam Callier is he's been the leader for some time and it looks like he's going to be joining the Contributors League next season. Elliot Cantor with Costa Fortune, 404 points, breaking the 400 point barrier uh, for the SummerSlam (laughs) season, scoring 36 points this week. And I think... Elliot's performance is largely down to not only as captain Rhea Ripley, but also having MJF and Adam Cole better than you, baby, as two singles picks. Uh, so, and obviously they've been featured a lot on AEW TV as of late, and they're set to main event Wembley uh, for the AEW Championship at All In. So it's been a lot of talking points going on there. But then we have the Listeners League Cup, and it is going to be a lot tighter here because Elliot Cantor, the current leader of the listeners league is going up against Mike Angus with the scoring here. Elliot is currently leading by nine points, 36 to 27. So it's not, it's not a throwaway just yet. And looking at Mike Angus's team, it's uh, I think it's difficult to say, you know, where he's going to get points because his team is mostly AEW heavy, but there's also, he also has some WWE picks who aren't currently featured on the card. You know, you have Dominic Mysterio, who defended the NXT North American title. You have the Street Profits, who's recently re-emerged his heels on SmackDown. And then you had Zelina Vega, whose uh, major win this week was over EO Sky. So as it stands, Elliot Cantor, Ray Ripley doesn't have a match. Becky Lynch doesn't have a match. Uh, Imperium could potentially make an appearance alongside Gunther, but I think that's going to be the extent of both these teams' appearances at SummerSlam, unless something drastically changes and Ray Ripley ends up having a title match on the card, potentially against Raquel Rodriguez, as it's been rumoured to be the case. So, and I made this prediction last week, Jack, but I don't know where you stand on this. I think it's safe to say that Elliot Cantor is likely to not only be the Listeners League winner, but will also win the Listeners League Cup and draft him first place next season in the Contributors League. I I firmly agree with you. I think that's that's the way he's going to play out. And considering 
what can a mic come after SummerSlam for a lot of people and what's newly coming about and whatnot. Elliot is going to be in such a prime position to take a huge scorer off the bat straight away mm-hmm. and become and if if plays if he plays it smart after that, after the, if he plays it smart with first round pick and has been kind of watching how the contributors draft in the in the kind of the, the pod league, if he's smart and is taking kind of lessons learned from that, if, Sky could be a limit, but it's all all it's all down to how smart it can be because all it is as a snake draft. So it's a gift and a curse at the same time. But he is going to be able to take exactly who he wants for round one and you can't deny the fact of how massive that is. Yeah, absolutely not. I think he's going to make the most of his uh, of his opportunity, you know, depending on you know who he goes for. I think there's some safe bets about who he could potentially draw first. He could pick Rhea Ripley again as the first overall pick, but you know, there's certainly some uh, other selections that could be up for grabs. You know, Seth Rollins might even be an option. Orange Cassidy, given how surprisingly well he's done this season. They may not be number one picks overall, but I, th- I would consider all these people to be, at the very least, round one picks. Aye, for sure, absolutely. But uh, we've, we, 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 we see how kind of clear-cut seems to be in the Masters League, and if it appears the way, if it happens, we think it's going to happen, congratulations, Elliot, and we'll see you next Next season for the for the draft, but it's it's not quite as clear cut yet, Dave and ours. We'll kind of the way the way we were kind of discussing beforehand. We kind of see it as a two horse race currently, and the bit between Scott and Chris Lopez. They're quickly going to go for their teams with a Kansas points applied. Scott has reared up like two hundred two points. Gallus twenty seven. Chris Jericho thirty five. Malachi Black thirty. Adam Page nineteen and Cora Jade twenty two. Chris Lopez is Seth Rollins, 161. Daniel Senior, 18. Candice Larry, 3. Uh, Takeshita on 11. Tiffany Stratton, 45. And Adam Pearson, 43. Now, there's so many different scenarios as to what could happen tonight. So I think we'll kind of break down each scenario as we, we see it happening. So if I, if, I, if I break down the first scenario of just exactly what the card says... There's mm-hmm. no Ray Ripley present, and well, obviously she may, she may appear in the Rollins match or whatever. For 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 now, we'll say that won't happen. Oh, yes, that's fine. Scott has no one on SummerSlam tonight. Potentially has folk might appear on Collision, which could help him massively if it plays out this, you know, with, with uh, Malachi Black or Chris Jericho or Adam Page or whatever. But you get four, you get two points for a pay per view appearance. And you get six points for a title win. Mm-hmm. But Rollins is Matt Smith's captain. So that would be... You mean Reigns is Matt Smith's captain? Uh, aye, Reigns is Matt Smith's captain, sorry. But, uh, Rollins is Chris's... I was, I was getting names. I was so used to Matt Smith being up the top there. You know, <laughs> that, was, that was great. I was, I was like, but Rollins is obviously Chris Lopez's captain. So the four point, the, 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 the two points the pay-per-view comes four. And the six points the pay-per-view title win becomes 12. So that's 16 points mm-hmm. if, if Rollins wins, which would take him above Scott's Yep, I've done the math here. I've done, I've done the math and that is correct. You know, if, assuming Rollins needs to win for Chris's team to finish top, assuming nothing else happens with the Judgment Day. And you get and a champion includes, bonus as well. So that'd be the yep. tour or actually captain, yeah. So and that include that includes the assumption that Damien Priest doesn't cash in. Yeah. 
there is the there's a scenario that Rollins loses, which obviously kind of makes it so clear cut for Scott that yeah, he will win. And but there's also the assumption Dean Priest might cash in during the match, which makes it a triple threat, which I guess would make uh, the original match a draw. And then I still don't think that would be enough for Chris Lopez. No, that still wouldn't cut it. He'd fall short by, uh, well, for a draw, a title draw is three points. So, and when you do that math, oh my gosh, if it's a title draw, Priest wins and Rollins is scored as a draw, Scott still wins by one point. That's how tight this is going to be. And obviously, if you have like kind of outside and the, the kind of main the main scorers there as well, Chris does have Adam Pierce, and that could be huge yes. and a potential appearance. But he doesn't have the Rhea Ripley factor of we don't. I was so rumored that Rhea Ripley versus Raquel Rodriguez was going to happen during the show, and it's not been announced. Nope. She could appear during the the pre show. Yeah. Because based on this, based on this scoring, we're not taking random appearances into account. Because that's the reason, simply being, is because they're they're just so random. We're ba- we're basing this solely on match potential. Because match potential, you get an appearance point, win, lose, or draw, and also there's the added bonuses of captaincy and whether or not it's a title match. But I think this is appearances are definitely going to be the difference maker. I reckon, and we know how much of a reaction the Judgment Day gets just by appearing on camera. And I think if if Rhea Ripley gets that one appearance that's the all. That'll, that'll make it a draw. One appearance from Rhea Ripley. Actually, no, tell a lie. If it's a pay-per-view appearance, Scott wins. Yeah. All Scott needs is essentially Rhea Ripley to appear. To show up, Yes. And in some fashion, yeah, and the the, the, the the game's over. That's that's how clear cut it could be for Scott, but the potential that she's just not there, which is hard to imagine she wouldn't be. Mm. Even but, just in a in a in a in a thing of it could just be to the very end. One of the Judgment Day might win the title, and all yeah. the Judgment Day stand there at the very end. Dame Priest might not cash in; they might have a final closing of Dame Priest was. Briefcase, Balor the title, Dolma yeah. title, Rare title, and they all hold it up. That could be the ending shot. And yeah. that would be enough for Scott to win. I think it was clear cut from Money in the Bank that they're going to put all their eggs in the, the WWE's putting all their eggs in the Judgment Day basket at the minute. I think it would be stupid to have, like, to not have all of them walk away from SummerSlam with something. You know, three of them yeah. have got titles, Damien Priest's Money in the Bank. It makes sense in terms of how much stock they're putting in. But as it stands, you know, that doesn't favor Chris's team at all. Especially, you know, how far he's tumbled when it looked like he had this season completely in the bag. Scott could potentially be looking at... He's already won three times, hasn't he, Scott? And potentially. Potentially this could be his third one. Oh yeah, this will be his third one. This will be his yeah. third. So it's looking the case that it'll be Scott. Mm-hmm. And he'll join you as a three-time draft He'll join winner. me and David Campbell as a three-time draft winner, yeah. Well, that'll be exciting. Or we could have a completely new draft winner in itself as well, like Chris Anthony Lopez, if Ray Ripley ah. somehow doesn't show up. Obviously, there is. We can, we'll, we can quickly talk about other folks that will be at, at Silver Slab. Obviously, as I was kind of alluded earlier with my confusion, 
Matt Smith has Roman Reigns and Logan Paul, who are both in matches, who both will probably win and mm-hmm. get points. But unfortunately, it just probably won't be enough. Damien Priest might cash in for, for Ross Brady. Uh, mm-hmm. Yourself, you've got Gunther and uh, Brock Lesnar and Asuka on tonight yep. as well. So myself on the go, I've got both. I've got representation uh, across the board. We're both in title match. We've got two title matches each, one of which involves our captain. I've Gunther, Goat has Drew. So we've got a battle of captains for the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, Charlotte, Goat has the Charlotte. I have Asuka in the SmackDown women's title match. And then I have Brock Lesnar against Cody and... Goat has Sheamus in the Slim Jim Battle Royal, the 25-man Battle Royal. Uh, Gary, Gary's got Cody. I think you just said that, didn't you? Yeah, Gary's got Cody. Gary's that's got his Cody. only representation. Even if, uh, I think, oh, it'll be a tight contest between me and Gary, I think, because if Cody wins, Gary finishes above me by half a point. If Brock wins, I finish above Gary, but basically that's the only change in the rankings that will occur there. Yeah, so I can just kind of quickly end it off then. Scott or Chris, who's your winner? Scott. I, I, I do have me to agree Steven, I think it'll be Scott. Me and Stephen said this last week and the episode title summed it up. Chris screwed Chris royally from the transfer window. And once the final results come in this season, Chris Anthony Lopez will go down in history as the ESSR Fantasy Draft's biggest choke artist. What's been was he did that trade with Scott thinking they had it in the bag. Mm. And how it's, how it's come to bite on with Scott winning. Yeah, if you want to hear my rant on that, you can just listen to last week's episode. Well, there we go. That's that, that's all we've got time for here for Saturday Draft Live uh, today. Dave, thank you very much for, for, for joining me. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I hope you all enjoy SummerSlam tonight. Obviously, check out our other podcasts. We've got East is our Central. We've got East Meets West. We've got our feature shows. That's all on wherever you listen to your podcasts. Go, go check us out. We've got our social media pages. We've got Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, all sorts. So please check us out wherever you can. We've got our website too. It's got our full back catalogue. Uh, when Central comes out next week, I'm sure we'll be talking about the results of uh, SummerSlam as well so please please do check that out and yeah thank, thank, I've been Jack Graham we'll be seeing you next season we'll be uh, live next week doing our, our draft selection show date is still to be confirmed but you can find out when that will be in our socials and if you'd like to join the listeners league next season please do get in touch with the podcast or anyone you know on the pod to get involved and we'll add you to the WhatsApp group there's all, all lovely people in there so please please do get involved uh, enjoy the show tonight and we'll we'll speak to you very shortly Podcast Network.